0: So how many of you get confused when you hear terms like uh, cryptocurrency, digital currency, or even blockchain? Do you have any idea of what all that means and how it's going to impact you? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Okay, in just a couple of minutes I'm going to give you a crash course on what is cryptocurrency, digital currency, and even a an understandable definition to blockchain. Now this is not going to be very detailed, but this should help you in understanding the terms when you hear people on the television, when you hear people on radio or podcast talking about The economics of cryptocurrency, digital currency, and blockchain. And really, how it's going to to impact you. And, And believe me, it will. In time, it's going to definitely impact you and your daily life. Now, last night, we're watching some television, and I had to leave the room for a few minutes to get a couple of things in my office, and as I'm coming back... My wife looks at me and says, do you hear what they're talking about on TV? Didn't you talk about that on the radio program last week? And there are times I begin to think, are some of these people listening to this radio program as a podcast? Maybe they are. I don't know. But it seems of late there are some topics we discuss that nobody else is really talking about that suddenly catch the interest of the talking heads on television. You know, over the past, not quite two years, maybe a little over two years now, since the beginning of this program on a daily basis, I've talked about a number of topics that the mainstream media has declared fake news, misinformation, uh, conspiracy theories, you know, grab your ad hominem attack. To call it what you want. I've listened to the people at CBS News who suddenly discovered uh, yesterday that the Hunter Biden laptop, in fact, is real. People knew that two years ago, over two years ago. But see, the media colluded together, I think, in a very partisan manner to deceive you they all agreed let's call it russian in you know misinformation the hunter biden laptop it's not real it is just a ploy to get trump in office it's russian disinformation and people were buying it these idiots and i call them that kindly on msnbc and cnn and all the others they're just spouting it off And they did it with a straight face. I have to wonder, did they really know it was a real laptop and it really was Hunter Biden's and it really did have the sick stuff on it that it did and potentially criminal investigations should be launched off this that could be bringing down a president Did they know it at the time? And if they did, then they're lying to you. They're not a news organization. They need to be honest and upfront to say, we are a propaganda organization. We do not give you the news. We give you opinion and propaganda. If you're watching news from NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN or MSNBC, if you're getting your news from the Washington Post or the New York Times, you are being lied to on a daily basis. And if you think that you can weed through the truth, remember, these are professionals at these organizations. They have more than half of the people fooled. Now, I look at comments and postings about radio programs like the one that I'm doing. And there are people that say all oh, those whack jobs on the radio they're just giving you misinformation and conspiracy theories. Okay, let's go down the list of conspiracy theories we shared on this radio program over over the past 2 years real quick. This won't take long. These are the things that some of these, you know, blockheads will accuse me of providing false information, misinformation. It's not, you're, you're just giving conspiracy theories, Bob, and it's, you know, we need to get nut, you know, whack jobs like you off the radio and play, and just play more music on shortwave, yeah. Like the Russian collusion hoax. Remember, for how long, starting in 2017, 2018, into 2019, we waited for two years for the Mueller report. And what did you get? There is no evidence of Russian collusion. After we spent millions of dollars and all the hearings, that thing evaporated like a puff of smoke in the face of liars and reprobates. Like Adam Schiff that kept saying, I've seen the evidence. He saw nothing. He got on the TV set and willfully and knowingly lied to you. When is he going to be held accountable? Never, I'm sure. How about Jesse Smollett or Smolay? Jesse Smolay. I was attacked by MAGA people wearing MAGA hats, and they had bleach and a, and a noose, and they tried to kill me in Chicago when it's like, you know, 10 degrees below 0 some crazy, and I was just bringing home my sandwich from the Subway shop at 2 o'clock in the morning, and they found me. This is MAGA country. Turned out to be a lie. How about Bubba Wallace? Remember him? NASCAR driver? There's a noose in my garage. It turned out to be the garage pull. Let's go back a little farther. Pre-pandemic. High school kids from Covington, Kentucky. They go to a Catholic school. They were in Washington, D.C. And they were supposedly mocking and making fun of a Native American. It turned out that was a lie, too. And... Network by network is settling quietly for millions upon millions of dollars. They're getting, I'll tell you, there's some very wealthy college students right now. Once again, because the media willfully lied to you. The Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot, that was actually an FBI plot. We now know it. Kavanaugh raping college women. When he was in high school. Nonsensical. Oh, there are a lot of other ones, you know, like the COVID lab leak was a conspiracy theory. Now we know it was from a lab. But for two years, the mindless knuckleheads that don't really pay attention to the news, they just kind of just slide through life. Some of the same knuckleheads and morons... We don't want your kind of program on radio, man. You're just a conspiracy theorist and a a Bible thumper. And yet you believed everything I just mentioned that has now been proven false and I've got a long list to go. And you're telling me that I don't belong there and all you want to do is listen to your oldies and your music and have fun and criticize me? Yeah, you believed in the Steele dossier. We now know that was a fraud. We now know that Trump, yeah, how about this one? Trump had nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago. That also is now proven false, but you believed it. St. Andrew Cuomo the Pious, former governor of New York State, had the best leadership in COVID. He had one of the worst death rates because of his policies. That Trump built cages for migrant kids. That wasn't true either. It was built during the Obama years. Cloth mask will, will protect you from ever getting COVID. It doesn't work. I can go down the list, and there's probably a few dozen more. Oh, yeah. January 6th, Officer Sicknick was murdered by protesters. Never happened. But people actually to this day believe that he was killed and beaten up with a fire extinguisher. Never happened. The man died of a stroke. And he was a walking time bomb, we find out later. Oh, but they put his body at the Capitol Rotunda just in time for the second phony Uh, Trump impeachment before he even left office in 2021. We've talked about a lot of things on this program over the past, over two years. And all these things we talked about that people laughed at, made fun of, turned out to be true after all. Will I ever get an apology from the pinheads? Probably not. They're going to continue believing the next lie and pointing fingers and using foul language, cursing, making complete childish idiots of themselves in in social media as they complain, 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 and they don't know the truth. The truth is not in them. They don't want to know the truth because it'll make their head hurt. I don't think they're capable of rational thought anymore. They don't understand the dangers in the world we live in today. They're living in a bubble world as long as they have, you know, their their hobbies, their beer and a little job, they're they're good. We on this program try to give you truth to ponder. And one of the things that's difficult, we're not a big budget program. You know, I don't have cameras. I don't have a staff of people to do research. I don't have people that can do audio or video editing. This is just something that was laid on my heart in the summer, early summer of 2020 to do. And we started the program at the end of August of 2020. And I didn't know if the program would last two months, three months, maybe six months, maybe, maybe a little longer. I didn't know if we'd be making a difference. And I didn't know how the audience would react to a program like this. There's a lot of topics we need to discuss. I have my concerns about a any kind of a digital currency, any kind of a cryptocurrency. And, and many of the cryptocurrencies out there are built on what's called blockchain blockchain technology. Now that is to put that's a big word that's kind of a simple meaning. A blockchain uses multiple computer systems located all over to kind of keep a ledger. A balance sheet, in essence, on crypto transactions, where somebody can't get into one computer or break in and change your balance. This is kind of a process that was put together by one of those kind of techie kind of guys to to more secure the system so it's not as easy for people to break into. It's multi-layered security is what it really is in blockchain. And cryptocurrencies, these electronic currencies, are distinguished from the phony money we print in the United States, you know, the dollar or the British pound, because any central authority doesn't issue them, making them theoretically impervious to government intervention or manipulation. Now I can debate that one on either side. We really don't know. Now, how do they work the, these currencies? These currencies function without the backing of any kind of essential bank or government. Now, I'm sure that the banks and the government don't like that idea. That's why they're going to compete in that world. Mark my words. They're going to get into that world, you know, for your safety and protection, of course. And instead of a decentralized technology like blockchain, they're going to find intervention into each step of the blockchain. Now, another way to put it, a cryptocurrency, this electronic currency, they don't exist as a stack of dollar bills or coins. Instead, they literally live on the Internet. They're virtual. That always worries me, too. I'm not a great fan of meta. I don't want to live in a virtual world. I want to live in the real world. And the value of these coins, now this is where it gets really goofy, is decided by so-called market forces created by those that are seeking to buy them or sell them. Now, one of the keys that makes it a little hard for people to understand is how is a cryptocurrency formed? And how, how does something come into being? And the process is known as mining. Mining mining, just like, you know, mining for silver, mining for gold. And that entails employing computer processing power to solve complex mathematical problems to earn coins. So let me see if I can give you a simple, I know some of you already probably know, but let me just give you a very simple explanation. Now, one of the things when you try to understand the idea of creating a Bitcoin, what they call mining. How does money get involved? And you read all this and it sounds so so weird but wonderful. You know, people are trading in money for Bitcoin. And Bitcoin can be traded for money. In other words, let me just, I'm trying to give you an overly simple answer and it's not really the best but it's a simple enough answer i think for most of you bitcoin is or any of this cryptocurrency is an electronic coin that lives on the internet protected by a blockchain to keep people from stealing and people invest money into the bitcoin and the Bitcoin becomes worth something over time, up or down. Market, you know, vulnerable, vulnerability. And then a lot of people just, you know, their ideas are going to, okay, we're going to cash out the Bitcoin to somebody else. It is kind of like um, electronic gold and silver. Is that a better way to put it? or some other commodity, except this commodity is something you cannot hold in your hands. To create a good Bitcoin, you need some pretty hefty computer hardware and some revenue to make it all work in the presence of others that are doing the same thing. You know, during bull markets, the price of Bitcoin will skyrocket which results in the Bitcoin they mine being worth more on a dollar basis. Like I say, just like in certain markets, gold and silver go up or down. When the stock market is high, gold is down. Silver is down. Platinum is down. Copper is down. When the market gets iffy, the value of those items go up. Then you've got the digital currency which is essentially a centralized government uh, currency, where, see, the cryptocurrency, there is no centralized system to run it. It is not centralized at all. Crypto relies on systems all over the world and Internet to keep it alive and safe and secure, if it can be, where a digital currency will be unveiled by governments and central banks, in other words, you know, that money in your wallet, Bob, you know, that, that money can be stolen. And credit cards, man, you, people get a hold of your credit card. You see where this is heading. So for your safety and security, we need to come up with a, a way for you to have an electronic digital currency that can be used anywhere you shop. And, and by the way, with these digital currencies, we can we can also do you a big favor. We can monitor your carbon footprint so you won't destroy the planet. And we'll know the things you buy. So we, we'll know if you're buying the wrong kind of foods that may impact your health. And we may tell you to you have to change your diet. Don't laugh at this stuff. It's already coming to places in Europe, one little piece at a time. And of those at the World Economic Forum... Oh, Bob, you're talking about the W. You're talking about them again. Yeah. They've wanted to see a digital currency. They've wanted to see an automatic base income for everybody in the world for quite a long time. And once they do that, they pretty much control what you're allowed to do. Now, I'm going to give you some examples here, okay? And and you, you can agree with them or not. But these are legitimate questions to ask. So we go to a government centralized currency, a digital currency. And anytime we want to go to the grocery store, we have to use that uh, that government digital currency. We can't use our crypto coins. We can't use cash. We are now dealing with a government defined electronic currency. And they know every transaction you make. They know just how much gasoline or diesel you bought for your car or your truck. They know if you bought a six-pack of um, Budweiser. They'll know all that. All this data will be collected on everything you buy in the store. You know, Johnny, you're spending too much time over there at the local liquor store. We need to cut you off for your own good of course for your health and safety we we need you to you know drink less you're eating too much red meat william so when you go to the store tomorrow you can buy you know plant-based fake chicken but you can't buy ground beef for a steak don't laugh this is what is absolutely possible in a digital currency. By crashing the world economy, by printing money at rates unprecedented in human history, we are heading to a day on a global impact. Now let's, I'm trying to keep this easy to understand in terms of radio here. I don't have a blackboard. This is not a video. But I want you to understand why the digital currency has all, it sounds great on the surface until you realize who runs it. You don't have control over your own In other words, you work for a living, you get paid in a digital currency, and then the government knows how you spend every dime of that digital currency. Something seems lacking freedom to me but there's some people out there they don't care they just want to be taken care of this like we can sit home and and you know watch our movies on netflix and we can listen to our music and and play on our phones and go to meta and go to whatever just just make sure there's there's something in the refrigerator to eat And I can get to work. Well, better yet, I'll just stay home and put on my goggles and go into the metaverse to work. You can keep your metaverse. Cryptocurrency, digital currency, blockchain. They're coming at a lightning speed. We're already pretty much there in many levels. How many How many of us really have to use, whether we like it or not, using a, a debit card or a credit card to make a purchase? Even if you pay the credit card in full every month, we're not using cash anymore. And as a result, because of the credit card number being attached to you, that transaction, well, it, it it's tallied. You know, grocery stores, they got a, a thing going too, where they're mining information about you. If you didn't notice it, hey, get the Kroger card or whatever card. I don't care if it's Winn-Dixie in the South or Angles uh, or Wegmans, whatever whatever the deal is. Some stores don't do it, but others do. Where you have your loyalty cards, and if you have the the loyalty card, you'll get a discount on this particular item. You know, it's normally you, you gotta buy one and you don't get a free one unless you have the card. But see, when you gave the when you got the card, you gave them a tremendous amount of information about you, and now they're tying your buying habits to that card. They know what you buy in the store and they'll sell that information to third parties about their customer base. Read the fine print. That's not a conspiracy theory. So what about this thing called FTX? What was it? And how did it completely disintegrate, go bankrupt, and left a megabillion-dollar mess behind? I'm going to talk about that in just a couple of minutes couple of quick things I, I know that the broadcast i think last night on 9455 at 11 p m eastern didn't happen and there was a, there's a reason there was a technical problem at the station end with new programming on ahead of this program there had been a problem that's okay it happens i understand it it's a complex operation so if you missed that, if you wanted to hear yesterday's program, you can still find it at our website, truth2ponder.com. Truth, the number2ponder.com. Number One of the things that I'm working on in the background besides this radio program is a ministry of online music and also ultimately online teaching and talk shows. And that site is beginning to come together. AncientWordRadio.com is where you can find it. And right now, there are two music streams in the not-too-distant future. As we build this out, there'll also be a talk and teaching and information stream that I think you're going to enjoy. Now, when you support this radio program, you're not paying or supporting that particular outreach, that, that takes care of itself differently. But when you support this radio program, we can buy shortwave airtime. And that's why I need to hear from you. If you believe in this ministry, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and mail it to Post Office Box 510, that's P.O. Box 510. And the city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia is 24319. That's 24319, 24319. And everything that comes to that P.O. box is used to keep this radio program on the air. Like I said, the other side of the ministry, the streaming and all that is separate and you're not underwriting it at all, but you are supporting the radio program. And for that, I'm very appreciative. Now, when we get back, I want to share just a couple of thoughts about what we'll be doing the rest of this week. And also I want to share a couple of other news stories you may have missed. And to give you an understanding of why some of these news stories are going to be extremely important to you. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. A couple of programming notes. Thursday, of course, here in the United States is Thanksgiving Day. And I'm kind of debating what to do for that particular program. I know, I know a lot of you may be with family and friends and you may not be listening to the radio. And so I'm just kind of debating what to do with the Thursday program. I I don't plan on doing a best of, but I may do something just more in the background, so to speak. Maybe some music, maybe share some of the things that I'm thankful for. And if you get a chance between now and let's say Thursday morning or Wednesday night, why not send me an email? Okay? And and my email address is Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Bob at truth, the number two ponder dot com. And tell me what you're thankful for. Tell me what you are thankful for. Now I'm not going to use your name unless you want me to use your first name. Or maybe like, you know, John from iowa or something like that but what are you thankful for this year in spite of all the difficulties in spite of all the things that have gone wrong in spite of the dangers that lie ahead what are you thankful for this year i know i have a lot to be thankful for even in times like these yes even in uncertain unstable dangerous changing times like these i am still thankful And maybe you are, too. And so if you get a moment, please share with me, like Wednesday night, the latest, what you're thankful for. And then I can share that on the program Thursday. I appreciate each and every one of you that let me know how you listen. I was debating kind of out loud the other day and a few of you have responded to me and that's kind of exciting I said you know there are a lot of ministries and and don't read this the wrong way I'm not criticizing I'm not I'm just saying what other ministries and other organizations and news outlets do is what they feel is what they should do in keeping themselves going there have been many a time I've thought about, gee, maybe I should reach out to some company out there and and have some kind of an advertisement or, you know, promo code. I know a lot of ministries and I've never done it, I've never even reached out. Like if you buy something at my pillow and use promo code whatever, no, that's not a promo code. I'm saying if you use whatever the promo code is. A little part of that sale goes back to the ministry. Should I do something like that? There are other organizations that I would not mind, you know, helping out, uh, promoting. But I, I'm just a little hesitant about doing that. Now, if you listen as a podcast, you're going to find a lot of commercials. But I don't get anything out of those commercials. That's what keeps the program for free. On some of the streaming platforms, some of the iTunes and what have you, Spotify, Clear Channel, or which is now known as iHeartRadio, they're going to put commercials in. And they keep all the money. I don't. Just so you know. But maybe I should consider opening up 30 seconds or a minute during the entire program for a worthy cause that may want to help a little bit. In underwriting, I just don't know. I'd rather be dependent upon you, the listener, not a small group of sponsors, because that can limit, oftentimes, your discussions. And I don't want to ever feel like I have to compromise the program so I don't offend a sponsor. So just give me your thoughts on it. I've thought about adding maybe a, a brief video every once in a while. I've got the gear. I just haven't had the time with my recuperation, you know, from the surgery I had. and I get I get to do the surgery again in January. So I gotta, you know, get ready for it. Thankfully, I get to enjoy uh, this time ahead between now and the new year. My wife and I have a very quick trip to the Atlanta, Georgia area. In early December, I'm helping with the launching of a church there and the ordination of a clergyman there. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Time with the family this week and then Christmas and New Year. Then the surgery, and hopefully it'll be a quicker recoup than this, this go-round was. And then, God willing, we hope to be in Florida for a brief time in February... Take care of some business there. And so I'm just praying that God will restore my health and sustain me during this time. Now, I'll admit, during the break, I was taking a little look at a couple of things regarding how these cryptocurrencies work. And, you know, people spend their day mining and creating these coins that are more and more secure And that's what gives them their value. People want to buy this security and hope that more people buy it, raising the value of theirs like a commodity. I'm just not sure I want to go there for me personally. I've got a a friend of mine. He lives in the Carolinas. He used to teach economics at the collegiate level. Yet colleges want to teach Keynesian economics, which he absolutely did not believe in. Thought it was just goofy And so When he was told he had to teach it He resigned And moved on to bigger and better things He probably understands More about He's a friend of mine And he he understands more about commodities Gold, silver uh, Our fiat currency He can explain Better than I can How when you keep printing money, you make the the value of the money that's remaining worth less. And if you don't believe that, I want to go back 50 years ago. 50 years ago. I was living in Ohio 50 years ago, attending a school. And I paid a tuition that seemed outrageously high. And I also was paying a weekly room rent in this big old house with a few other guys. And there were times I wondered, could I ever find $15 to pay my room rent? $15. And that included utilities. Yeah, there were like seven of us there living in this old little house in Cuyahoga Falls and I paid I think $15 a week for my tuition at this at this trade and tech school man that's $30 a week I only made in my part time job about $70 a week I had to put gas in the car and everything else, but you know something—I survived on that. I survived on that. You couldn't survive a day on that today in today's world. Where are you going to find rent under six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month, or a room for under five hundred a month, or six hundred a month? Our money is worth as near as I can figure. Certain things have gone down in price over the years. Television sets, because of mass production and new technology, you know, a $500 TV set would be like a $5,000 TV set today. I mean, that was just what it was. Cars have been somewhat reasonable, By comparison to inflation, but once again, mass production, automation, but some things cost a lot more. Oftentimes, I will look at this inflation calculator to find out how many dollars does it take today for example, if you made $100 a week in 1970, how much do you have to make today to equal $100 a week then? 1000 a week, I think, or more. I mean, I'm serious. The tax bite is even more than inflation across the board. And you know, when you think about it, energy costs today or let's say at least in 2020 were not that outrageous compared to let's say 1977 gasoline went past a dollar so maybe the price of gas has gone up two and a half times by the time you got to 2020 you know 44 years 43 years but that house that I once owned, that was worth $19,000, recently sold for $180,000. So you, you can see some things have definitely gone up. We live in a very strange economy. And this build back better being done in America sounds all good on the surface, but the more you keep printing money, the less the money becomes worth that you have, the buying power of your paycheck is going backward, not forward. We're doing some pricing. You know, we've been doing a little bit of grocery shopping over the last two weeks, getting ready, you know, to have a nice Thanksgiving dinner with with kids here in Virginia. And when you, th- I'm looking, yeah, everything's higher. Everything's higher than it was. If you didn't get a huge raise this year, you're you're going backward in terms of your income. You're losing money. And the worst, my friend, is yet to come. This is what people do not understand. The worst of this is yet to come. Now, I want to mention this a little bit. This whole story when it broke about Sam bankman freed the founder of FTX now Sam Sam bankman freed started this company in 2019 okay 2019 by August of 2020 FTX acquired, bankfolio, blockfolio, a cryptocurrency portfolio worth about, at that time, $150 million. Then in July of last year, they raised about a billion dollars on an $18 billion valuation from 60 investors, including companies like Sequoia Capital and other well-known firms. Then in 2021, last year, they move their headquarters from Hong Kong to the Bahamas, and it, and FTX, I mean, you got this guy who you know is not—he's not even thirty years old. He and all of his basically twenty or twenty-something-year-olds are living in this polygamous relationship in a twelve-thousand-square-foot penthouse in the Bahamas with a company worth billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. And Sam Bankman-Fried, by the way, he was supposed to appear in a live event this week that was being sponsored by the New York Times, featuring Janet Yelton, you know, the Secretary of the Treasury here in the United States, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know him from, from Meta, and a bunch of other, you know, government types and banking types to talk crypto and the future of the economy. And, and you have to understand that's, that founder Sam Bankman-Fried was the second largest donor to the Democrat Party. Now, I keep reading stories that are coming out. There are stories that are leaking out. And the mainstream media is just having a heartburn. I mean, it's like, oh no, it's a Hunter Biden laptop story. We, how do we suppress this? How do we, how do, it's going to get really ugly. I dare say that even some Republicans found some of that money by the way, guess who else was supposed to be in that big crypto uh, thing put out by the you know with with Bankman Freed, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Now, why would he be involved in this special all-day event? What are the ties of Sam Bankman Freed into Ukraine? You're going to find out. And I'm reading stories, and as soon as I'm more, let me just put it this way. I'm almost comfortable enough to share what I've been finding. I just want to do a little bit more research. I don't want to get caught in somebody else's speculation or guessing. I just want to understand who's getting what from what. You know, this company, FTX, is now bankrupt. And yet Bankman Free, you know, found ways of grabbing money on the way out the door. And he was still trying to raise money to keep the Ponzi scheme alive. I'm calling it that because the more I look at it, the more it begins to appear, people investing into this crypto, hoping to make a big killing in the market, paying those that are going out, Buying off politicians. Oh, yeah. they Bankman Freed, Sam Bankman Freed, with the kind of money he was throwing around, he owned politicians here in the United States and all over the world. I wonder how many Canadians. How many in the United Kingdom or Europe? Oh, we're going to find out just how massive this was in time and I wonder how much of this will be buried by the mainstream media because of the connections to their favored politicians and causes that this company was heavily invested in I guess the Miami Heat basketball team is going to have to take off the FTX name off their arena now that FTX has gone bankrupt. And I wonder how long it'll take for the entire truth to come out on how this company was used to influence elections, to launder money that is destined to Ukraine and other causes. I really believe it's going to get pretty ugly pretty quick. I'm looking at stories that show that the FTX scandal could bring down derivatives, like a house of cards, the crypto central bank connections to FTX, and maybe with the collapse of FTX, which is going to implicate some people. By the way, you should be completely furious about the story about FTX and how they played a huge role. You ready for this? Here's something else we know now. Americans and Canadians and others should be thoroughly just screaming angry. FTX used their money and influence in suppressing any cheap medications that could help those that came down with covid They also were financing a lot of Fauci's operations and the lockdowns around the world and promoting the idea that wearing a face diaper keeps you from getting COVID. Yeah, they're in the middle of all that, too. By the way, a couple of other stories. Keep your eyes on this. There could be a railroad strike after all on the horizon. You know, we were told before the election, nothing to see here on a railroad strike. Everything's under control. Joe Biden's got it covered. Now it appears not so fast. Not so fast. We have a lot going on around us. And as I shared at the beginning of the program, All these, you know, I I shared a couple of dozen things that I was accused of sharing on this radio program that were supposedly lies, disinformation, or fake news. Conspiracy theory kind of stuff. And every bit of what I shared has finally been admitted by the mainstream media to have been true the entire time after all. Why do they want you not to believe certain things at certain times? It was to manipulate you, to fool you, to steal your vote, to have you vote, thinking that you're doing the right thing. We live in a time where free speech is increasingly becoming, well, a dying or a commodity that is vanishing. Canada, I feel for you. Your man-child government wants to decide what you can and cannot say in social media. They want that right. What rights you had as a free nation are being stolen out from under you, and you got pinheads and morons that just want to get along and don't care. Because they can't think for themselves anyway. Let Trudeau think for them. You know, it's scary that here in the United States, suppression of free speech is getting to the point that the majority of the misinformed, the indoctrinated, the poorly educated, and the dependent, they think it's a good idea. Yeah, let government decide what truth is. Just send me my monthly check. Yeah, transgenderism has always been a big thing and, and, and babies knew in the womb that they were in the wrong body before they were even born. We're supposed to believe that now. There's a lot of nonsense we are told we must believe. That it's all a bunch of baloney. Nonsensical. And the Bible says a couple of things that are true. yeah. Now he's going to be Mr. Bible Thumper here for a moment. I want to get rid of that Bible Thumper off my radio. He's a conspiracy theorist Bible Thumper. No, maybe I can think clearly, and those that criticize this program can't think for themselves. You must be told what to think because you do not have the intellectual capacity any longer to make a rational decision on anything, including what kind of toilet paper to buy. I'm telling you, we share this stuff on this program till we're blue in the face. Thankfully, a number of you understand and you're prepared. I can look at the news, I can look at the numbers, and I can make a rational decision because I can do basic math. Our money is worth less. We have a railroad strike that could make it a really difficult winter with goods and services being slowed down. The FTX scandal reaches into the halls of Congress in both parties. The Hunter Biden laptop was real. America is in what I call the 10 stages of of genocide. We're killing our nation off. And we're doing it with ignorance we're doing it with people that don't have common sense we're doing it on tiktok right before your very eyes we're doing it by shutting down any viewpoint that disagrees with what you may think the world is i'm not trying to shut anybody else down but don't you dare shut me down especially when i can prove that what i'm telling you is actually true We live in a very strange and peculiar time. All I can tell you is this, we need to very much be prepared to take better care of ourselves on every level. Maybe we should have more food stock in the house. Maybe we should have ways of charging batteries to keep certain devices. I don't think your phones are gonna be worth a flip when, the, if the grid ever goes down for long. But how to best care for yourself. I really see some difficult times ahead. But I also know deep in my heart that God will take his children through this time. That I believe with all my heart and my mind and my soul. That's why I continue to do this radio program. It'd be nice if we didn't have the stress of paying for the airtime every month. I'm not paid, I don't need to be, I'm not trying to make a living out of this radio program. I'm really not. And there's no staff. I wish I had a staff. I wish I could produce more material. I wish I could have a bigger and better website. There are a lot of things I don't have. But for the moment, God has given me what I need. And one thing I need this month as always, is your help to stay on the radio. If you would consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio, and mail that check to Post Office Box 510. P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, Chilhowie, Virginia, Chilhowie, Virginia. C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com.